Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about the movie West Side Story. We'll discuss the 2021 film along with the 1961 version. Brittany is back and so happy to have you here, Brittany, to talk about one of my all-time favorite movies. How are you? I'm doing well. I am just coming off of being sick, so I'm just so grateful to be healthy and well for Christmas week. So, and I'm excited to be back. I love talking with you about anything, but especially, you know, our TVs and movies. It's always just a fun conversation between us. So I'm really excited to talk about this with you. And I'm so happy you said, (laughs) yes, I can do this and I'm going to watch it. I was so excited. (laughs) I'm so glad that you could do it with me. And I'm so glad that you're healthy. Yeah. So thank you. (laughs) Especially for this week, you know? Yeah, totally. So we had previously done In the Heights and we talked about our favorite musicals and yay, we get to do West Side Story. And so there's all this music and lyrics and songs. And so I wondered about the best Broadway songs or your favorite Broadway song. So what is your favorite song from a musical? So I... I did not talk about this in the last one, which I was kicking myself for it. But I, one of my favorite musicals is Moulin Rouge. And my favorite song, like my favorite musical song comes from that. It's Come What May. And it was sang by Nicole Kidman, Ewan McGregor. But it was composed by David Bearwald and Kevin Gilbert. And actually, it was originally intended for the like, 1996 version of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Wow. But they kept it yeah. for this. Uh-huh. And it's the only original song from Moulin Rouge. So I love that song. It's really emotional. It's about love, um, just overcoming all odds. And I just, as a sap for love and anything cheesy, <laughs> that just speaks to my soul, you know? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so what about you? You know, the very first song that came to mind was Memory from Cats. Mm. I just love that song. I love everybody that does that song. It's just so emotional. I also really like Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Um, Yeah, I think it's the power of the song and the people that sing it is just so amazing. Of course, I don't have just one, right? Because I go one, two, and then three. (laughs) So in us going through West Side Story, both versions, I was re-listening to Somewhere by Rita Moreno, and I listened to her version and just the music, just when the music started, it moved me so much that, oh, I I think it's become one of my top favorite songs. So it's climbing the charts. I just love musicals. It is. It is. (laughs) And hopefully it'll climb the actual charts out there too, because it's (laughs) just so amazing. So I love it. I love musicals. I love what they give us, what they make us feel. So I just, ah, (laughs) there's so many great songs out there. Those are good ones. Yeah. Okay. Friends out there, let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens. 
You can follow us on our Instagram and subscribe to our website. The links are in our show notes. Okay, West Side Story, the original film, was made in 1961, uh, directed by Robert Wise and Jerome Robbins. It was adapted from a 1957 Broadway musical inspired by Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. The movie is set in the 50s in Manhattan, New York, where two rival gangs, the Jets led by Riff and the Sharks led by Bernardo, fight over territory. To further complicate things, Tony, a former Jet, falls for Maria, Bernardo's sister. And this original film stars Natalie Wood, Richard Bamer, Russ Tamblin, Rita Moreno, and George Shakiris. And the music is composed by Leonard Bernstein and the lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, who just recently passed away. But he gave us some really uh, beautiful lyrics and music. So Brittany, tell me your thoughts or relationship with the original West Side Story film. So I hadn't actually watched it in a long time before this. Uh, What I did was I watched it after watching the remake because I wanted to compare them, right? So, but, and I know this seems really, really small, but I have to point it out. The administrator or the teacher or whoever it is at the dance, I was like, I was cracking up. He tries to get them to dance with a different partner. And that's the same in both films. Um, Yeah. In the original film, he cracks me up. Uh, It just reminds me of us because we work in education and we constantly try to get our students excited (laughs) about things. And I'm just watching this guy miserably fail. So that's how we feel sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as an administrator, it felt like cathartic to laugh at him, right? So it was also a fun little reminder for me to like not take myself so seriously sometimes too, and just to roll with it and to have fun. Um, So yeah, so I, after watching the original film again, I feel like the dancing in the original film is so fun. It reminded me of Greece. I'm not sure why. I think they're set in similar time periods, but the dancing kind of reminded me of that energy. I also thought that some of the dialogue in the original film was a bit cheesier than I remembered. I know this is the 60s, so I obviously am giving it that grace, right? But yeah. right after watching a 2021 version, that's just something that like stood out to me. Um I think that it's felt more Shakespearean to me in the 1961 version. Mm -hmm. And the accents, just because, again, like watching this through a lens of being in 2021, the accents were a little distracting for me at times, too. Um, I do love when Anita mentions, you will use Maria to start World War III because in the remake, she tells Tony, are you trying to start World War III? Like, they kind of switch that around. Ah. So it was like... Um, it's like a different tone and it's a different, I like how in the original, she calls Bernardo out. She's like, you're using your sister. Like this war really would have happened regardless. Um, and I know that Maria and Tony think they've really started all this drama, but I, I think all of us can agree that this would have happened no matter what, uh, just the hatred and the violence. It just, it would have ensued regardless. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it reminded me of like Helen of Troy in Greek mythology, you know, like they used her as a reason for that war. Like that war, they wanted that to happen. They just used her as the catalyst to like bring that forward. So, you know, history's just got to stop blaming women. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And stop repeating itself like it yes. always does. It just cycles through. And it's like, here we go again. Let's learn from our history. Let's learn. Exactly. No, but I mean, overall, though, the watching the f- original film was fun. Like it was fun to watch it after the remake and to compare them and to see how they made it different and whatnot. But yeah, I enjoyed watching them both. So how about you? Well, first off, I do want to say thank you for recognizing the administrator in this because he is a crack up trying to get them to dance. And when they showed him, when I was at the theater watching the current film, I'm like, that they made the guy look similar to the one in the 1961 version. I'm like, that is so funny. I was so happy to see him do that again. (laughs) I, I do love that part. It's a crack up. I love it. He's all trying to get them to dance together to uh he like tells them to just try it he's like just try it yeah (laughs) this is one of my all-time favorite movies of all time one of my favorites probably number two my favorite is bye bye birdie (laughs) so Mm -hmm. anyways but west side story is my second favorite musical Uh, actually favorite movie overall doesn't musical or movie And it has been since I was a young girl. The minute I hear the music or the lyrics, and actually the moment I hear the whistles and the drums just right when it starts, it captures my heart. This is such a special film. The choreography is my favorite. It's magical. Seriously, George Shakiris as Bernardo is my utmost favorite dancer. Dancer on film. I, yes, my favorite. It's like everybody should emulate him. It's just beautiful. His movement is sharp and commanding. And he inspired Michael Jackson's choreography and videos in Bad and Beat It, which I think is such a cool thing. The movie is just impeccable. And the lyrics are so clever. The music is infectious. And my favorite moments in this film are the rooftop dancing by the sharks, men and women, while they sing America. It's just Mm. so iconic. I just love, love, love it. I also loved in the original film when uh, Tony and Maria meet for the first time and everything goes dim around them and it's only them and... And the music, it's just delicate and sweet and innocent. And you hear the flute and you hear the little snapping of their fingers. It's just, (laughs) ah, every moment of this is so cool. And Natalie Wood as Maria was perfect casting. Although I think uh, we just talked about this recently. She did not do her original singing and neither did Richard Bamer. So, uh, but they did a good job of looking like they sang the original music. Oh, yeah. But I could be here all day talking about the original film. (laughs) So let's move forward with the new film. So the new film is directed and co-produced by Steven Spielberg. And the screenplay is by Tony Kushner, which is really important here as we move through it, that um, what he brought to this actual film and it stars Rachel Zegler as Maria, Ansel Elgort as Tony, Ariana DeBose as Anita, David Alvarez as Bernardo, and Mike Fast as Riff, and of course, Rita Moreno. Ah, <laughs> oh, incredible. So, Brittany, tell me your overall thoughts on this film, and then we'll dig a little deeper. 
I loved it. I was so pleasantly surprised. I was moved by the stories, even though I know the story, right? <laughs> just, I was moved by it. I loved the characters. It really was as if I was watching the story unravel again for the first time, just because I hadn't seen the original in so long before this. Um, it was visually stunning. The choreography was sharp, energetic, and all the characters or all the actors were so invested and channeled into their characters. I was really just wowed. I think everyone who was involved was so clearly talented. I'm so jealous of all of them. <laughs> I want that. I know. <laughs> um, they really impressed me. And I don't know exactly why it didn't do like relatively well compared to its big $100 million budget. Mm -hmm. Um because I think it was a fantastic remake in every single way. I just – I have nothing but praise for it, really. I do think that we have to factor in the pandemic into why it didn't do as well. Because I think that if it was available to, like, rent on, like, Hulu or Amazon Prime or HBO Max, maybe they would have brought in more money. But the fact that you have to go into the theater to watch it, I think maybe that's something that they have to think about. Um, but I really think everyone should go watch it. I really loved it. Um, I was sobbing in the movie theaters. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I felt like it was just so moving. I, I I don't know. I have nothing but good things to say about it. So yeah. how about you? Me too. I really enjoyed the film so much. And yes, I cried. I cried. I cried. The music, the sentiment, the love story, I was totally in. The two leads were mesmerizing to me. I was afraid because Natalie Wood is a hard act to follow. She just has this thing about her. But I think Rachel was fantastic. And I didn't know Ansel could sing. But then I read he was a singer and a DJ. So it made sense. I immediately saw what time, technology, and money could do for a movie with it's opening shots. They were beautiful. They were different. It was revealing. Um, but they were telling a story. And, you know, were these things necessary to make a good film? No. But in this film, I think it had to be. Otherwise, you'd be making the same film. So they had to incorporate uh, this production to make this movie work. And I'm so glad they did. And it did feel uh, like a new story. Like you weren't sure where it was going to go. And I, I think I mentioned this to you previously of all the remakes, because none of them quite live up to what the original to, in my mind, mm -hmm. um, have done or can do, but this was the closest. I loved it. Like I would watch this one again and again and again, just like I would watch, I watched the original again and again. <laughs> again. So I it totally is agree. different enough to appreciate the movie on its own and to see these people. It was fantastic. So, and I was so happy that the music and the lyrics have stood the test of time. It's so good. It's Absolutely. so good. It makes you want to dance and sing in your seat when I was watching it. <laughs> They're iconic, forever yeah. iconic. So what stood out to you in this film? Well, this is a little off topic. Well, I think, but it it relates. And I think it's important to know the last podcast we did together was on In the Heights, also set in New York. Um, 
I just think that New York, and I talked about this last time, but I just think that New York City and the East Coast in general has so much history. Uh, and because of that, they're rich with culture and stories and people and potential. Um, and I just, I just love, I'm, I'm like generally enamored with New York City. I think it's so cool. And I know that maybe this is just movies and TVs doing it for me, but I'll go there someday and I'm sure I'll love it just as much. <laughs> Care. Um, but I just I loved the setting. I loved the outdoor sets that they created, their team designed and brought to life, even though half of it is like rubble and buildings, right? But it felt it felt vibrant and it felt like alive. And I don't have those skills of like bringing sets to life and that creativity. So uh-huh. when I see that, like all the things that go go on behind the scenes for them to actually create this environment and to portray like New York City in the 50s. I just thought that was – I have big admiration for them. thought it was incredible. So I loved the setting. I loved them like running through the streets of New York City so much. I thought mm-hmm. it was so cool. Um, and I just – I think everything, like the makeup, the costumes, I think their whole team just deserves so much praise because I loved – the feel of this movie, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I don't know. I want to go back to New York. I, <laughs> I've only been there once and you make me want to go back. Well, no, I, I want to go back anyways, but you bringing it up makes me want to go back right now. <laughs> we should go together. I love it. Yes, we should. <laughs> We're planning a trip. So... Okay, so one of the things that I really love about the film were the leads, Maria and Tony. Mm-hmm. Anton. I love when she calls him Anton. <laughs> so cute. I love it. Uh, they both had such amazing voices. They had great chemistry together. When they first meet, I love the looks they give to each other. In the original movie, they meet on the dance floor and everything disappears. Here... They see each other from across the room and they lock eyes and then they make their way to the back of the bleachers and they have this soft choreographed dance to the most beautiful music. And I just love their innocence and infatuation. And it felt like a lifetime happened in just a few moments. It was like they were already like, falling in love, which is crazy, right? It's only been a few minutes, but you're like in it with them. You feel it. And she kisses him, which I think was a great move. <laughs> and and then he's so, t- she says, you're so tall. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so uh, he said, you're not. Is that what he said? He says, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I was swooning. I didn't. I didn't hear that part. That's funny. That's cute. Um, I really feel that Rachel captured Maria's essence, and she was picked from thirty thousand people. Yes, that's like crazy. Her and voice is incredible. Her voice is incredible. Oh, absolutely. I remember when she was cast, and it was like a huge thing on Twitter. I remember her posting like a video of her just singing. I think it was the Lady Gaga song from, um, oh gosh, A Star Shallow? is Born. 
A star uh-huh, is shallow. Yeah, shallow. I think she's saying that on Twitter. And everyone was like, whoa, this 17-year-old can sing. So yes, I totally agree. <laughs> well, one, you have to be able to sing, mm-hmm. right? And they cast and they cast her, but you also have to be able to act. Right. And you have to have chemistry with the yes. other person. There, it's just not one thing, right? It's just not right. like, oh, you can sing, you're going to be in this movie. No, you've got to be able to do all the other things to make this movie a success. And I, she's 20 now, I believe. I think mm-hmm. she was cast when she was 17. Yep. I saw, of, um, I was watching on YouTube some uh, videos about this film and she is so mature and mm-hmm. so polished and I I loved seeing her and she she's just amazing. She's yeah. awesome. So she's going to go far. That's what I have to say about her. <laughs> oh, I totally agree. Yes. Um I think they were great together, just like you said. I think they both brought a softness and a genuine like sweetness and tenderness to their roles, if that makes sense. Um I can't describe it other than all of their interactions made me giggle like a fifth grader with her first crush. Like I was embarrassed. Like I was watching this by myself and I felt embarrassed at how much I was blushing and like giddy and excited and filled with this like playful glee. Like I'm like married. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But I felt the same. I felt the same. That's what I, that's what I love. Right. That's what I'm talking about. That chemistry. We feel it. They're on screen. We feel it. Yes. So, I mean, just like you said, they did a perfect job casting these two together. Um, uh, Rachel, she just brought like a childlike, but not childish energy to Maria. Like when she puts the dress over her head and she falls on the bed and she's kind of like, oh, I don't like this. Um, Instead of like pouting and yelling, like, I hate this dress. Like she's just kind of silly with it and like playful. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt her talent at all. Like you said, big things are coming her way. She has earned this. She is so talented. She is, I'm sure we're going to see way more of her. Um, But I think I really wonder if her age really helped her in this role because Maria is supposed to be 18, right? And Rachel was cast when she was 17. She probably filmed it while she was like 17, 18, whatever, 19. Um, I just think that she brought such an authenticity to Maria's innocent, uh, subtly playful, her gentle nature. Um, I just thought she was graceful and forgiving, but she was also so like fierce and in knowing what she wanted and knowing she wanted Tony and knowing that, you know, the things that she said, she said them with conviction. So I, I appreciated like both sides of her portrayal of Rachel and Ansel as Tony. He was also so inquisitive and you could like see him ruminating in certain scenes. I just felt that he exhibited such wonder, such awe and care, even as he spoke to, you know, his tough friends like Riff. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing was rushed with him. He was really calm. He was cool. He was gentle. I just loved both of their portrayals. I was really impressed. And I appreciated that the remake did stay, you know, true to the original, but that Rachel and Ansel were capable of infusing their own 
their own interpretation of these characters. And I'm real I'm not mad at them for it. I it was natural. <laughs> it was a real treat to watch. And I agree. I want to watch it again. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really good. <laughs> I want to watch it right now. I think I want I think I I think I read somewhere that it it will stream maybe it has to be at the theaters for 45 days. I don't know if that's mm, accurate or not. Okay. And then hopefully we can stream it. Um I'm going to buy it. I don't it. know if it's HBO Max or I do too. I want <laughs> you too. I'm like, ah, I want this. But with everything you said, I 100% agree. Their interpretation was key to making this film feel fresh. It really was. Loved it. I also love that they included Rita Moreno in this film, mm. who originally played Anita Bernardo's girlfriend in the 1961 film. Doc ran the drugstore, and here Valentina runs the drugstore. And she is Puerto Rican, a woman who was married to a white man, and gives Tony a chance. This changes the dynamics from the original film, which was so needed at this time. Also, Rita has a solo performance where she sings somewhere. And oh my gosh, it's just like I had talked at the top of this when we were picking our favorite songs. It's just so beautiful. I just love it. She is simply amazing. I was impressed by her. I believe she's 90, if I'm not mistaken. She's gorgeous. She is quick. She's funny. She can dance. She can move. I, I She's like incredible. And I was really impressed by her. And the uh, screenwriter, Tony, wrote this part for her. And I just learned uh, what last night as I was doing a little more homework that she almost didn't do this because Steven Spielberg asked her, hey, we want to put you in this movie. And she thought it was a cameo. And she's well, like, mm, I don't do cameos, which I thought <laughs> was so funny. And he said, no, 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 it's not a cameo. Tony wrote you a part because mm. he thinks you're so incredible. He wants you to do this role. And so then she looked at it and she's like, yes, of course I'll do it. So I thought, oh my gosh, I love that in this current film, they really took care of the story and incorporated what they needed to, to make this the best film possible. And I just love them. Rita Moreno is in both versions. Mm-hmm. And she, and yeah, and she is loving it too. She has nothing, she has the greatest things to say about this movie and about all the people in it. It's great hearing her and it's great to get her perspective on everything. So totally. it's awesome. Oh my gosh. What about Ariana who played <laughs> Anita in this <laughs> film? She is a firecracker. She was so good. And Anita is such a great role. And it must have been so hard for her to live up to the role when the person who won an Academy Award is in the current film. Must have been so hard for her, but she was so good. Yeah, that is intimidating. But I feel like she handled it so well. And she, like you said, she was 
perfection. Um, she was Ariana DeBose was just complete perfection. And I do think it's iconic of Rita Moreno to come back and play Valentina. Uh, her version of Somewhere also made me cry. That was a moment that I felt really moved like yet another moment where I felt moved Um, (laughs) and I I didn't know this but in the original film she's the only she's the only Latino in the original film Um, they actually had to darken most of their skin in the original film like for all the sharks and I never you know watching as a kid you don't realize things like that Um, but of course watching right after watching the 2021 version now I can see that right Um, yes but it makes me so happy that there is that real representation of Latino actors in this fit, in this remake. They get to play the sharks. They get to play their community. Um, I'm really glad that they made this remake for so many reasons, but this is one of them. Like just that representation of really seeing an authentic Latino person on screen. Um because this is their story, right? <laughs> and I love the fact that there were no subtitles. I don't speak Spanish, obviously, but I could understand what they were saying with context. Like you can, you can read body language. You can understand where a conversation is going. Uh, I thought that was a really smart, clever commentary on the fact that many Americans speak Spanish. So I just, I think that the remake got this authentic representation right. And which the original film unfortunately didn't, but hey, that's why I feel like really happy that this came out and they got to do it right, you know? Yes. Oh my God, you're touching on everything that went through my mind too. And I guess that's why we're friends and we (laughs) get along so well and why we started this podcast originally. We (laughs) love TV and movies and we appreciate everything about them everything and the stories. Oh my goodness. And everything that you just mentioned was purposely, of course, it was purposely Mm -hmm. put there to bring out the diversity and to um, not put subtitles. Uh, Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg said, no, this, this would be catering to white people, Caucasian Mm -hmm. people and having to read it, but this is a film for everybody. Mm -hmm. And he said, you can interpret what is being said by listening and by watching the actors, you can understand what they're saying. So totally. if you don't, you know, know the language. So mm-hmm. it was very purposeful. And uh, yeah, I just thought that that was great too. And you can just add your captioning when you buy it and you watch it at home. Yes, I watch exactly. everything with captions later anyway. <laughs> I do too. Well, half the time you one, you can't hear what they say or somebody right. walks by or somebody, something happens. And even when you're trying to hear, sometimes you're like, what did they, and sometimes I'll turn <laughs> it up, rewind, turn things up. I'm like, what yes. are they saying? And I still can't understand. <laughs> so I always have, yeah, the captioning so I can read every word that they mm-hmm. say and really absorb it as I'm watching. Yeah. It. So that's probably what I'll do here too. Okay, Brittany, I would love to know what your favorite songs were in this film. It's really hard to narrow it down. I'm sure you feel the same, the exact same way because they're all such There's so many songs. All of them. Um, yes. <laughs> I love the balcony song when they sing tonight. I just love watching them fall even more in love with each other. 
It's so precious. And it's almost hard watching them because you know what's going to happen. I feel like it's just – it's devastating knowing what's coming because you see so much promise and so much hope and so much of their love blossoming. So – I just want them to be happy and okay. So watching them be happy in that moment, I was like, ah, this is so sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but I, I really like that scene. I just think that's iconic. In both films, I love it. Yeah. It's special. Cool is also one of my favorite songs. I love that song. I watched in the original. I love it too. I love that scene. And then Glee, another show that we had, we've watched. They in the beginning of season three, they had their West Side Story episodes, and I went on YouTube after and watched Harry Shum Jr.'s version of Cool because he does such a great job with it too, like his own rendition. I just, it's such a fun song. It's so interesting, um, and it's like kind of yelling but still singing and <laughs> yeah Ooh, so, i'm gonna have to go watch that i'm gonna go look on youtube for that thank you and he's really good you know harry shum jr is such a good dancer too like he's known for that in glee like he does the dance moves pretty well like as this and i feel like they replicate a lot of what the dance moves they actually use in west side story the original so i just i love that song it's really fun it's cool get it <laughs> Cool boy. Da, 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 da. Okay, forget it. I can't. Don't cut. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, it's so much fun. Um, the last song that I really do like is "A Boy Like That." Uh, I have a love. I just okay. First of all, I just want to say that Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet and West Side Story are really unrealistic stories to me because. I mean, obviously, I love them, but at the same time, I recognize how absurd they are, right? Like your brother dies by someone, he's murdered, and you love the person who murdered him, and you're still with him. Like, I just find that to be totally bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like putting myself in Anita's shoes, and I'm like, "Uh, your boyfriend just killed my boyfriend, who's also your brother. What yeah. are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I really like this song because I like the dynamic between them because you can't blame Anita for how she feels. I mean, she just lost her, the love of her life. Yeah. Um, but I love the song and I love the perspectives from both of them. Obviously, I'm a Tony Maria fan. Right. Like, I want them to be together. I want them to be happy. I don't like, am I mad at him that he kills Bernardo? Yes. But I also want them to be together. I know. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so I do. So, I love that song. I just feel like it's a good way to show both their perspectives of her saying, like, grow up, you'll find another boyfriend. Yeah. And then of Maria, like, she's 18 and she's like, no, I will not. He is the only person for me on this entire planet. And I believe both of them. So I just, I really like that. I love that song too. So somebody redoes it. I heard that song somewhere else recently, and now it's going to kill me where I heard it. And I, and I, of course, I totally recognized it. Recognized it. I thought that's from West Side Story, but I cannot, for the life of me, know where I saw it. It was something new. It was either a mm. new show, or like in the last year and a half, maybe. But it's going to kill me to know 
I'm going to go search for it on Google. <laughs> okay. um, because I thought it was interesting that they picked this song and redid it. And I thought people that are listening now, maybe it was an artist. Maybe it was an artist redoing it. But it was somebody current and young doing this song. And I thought, that is so cool. Do they know this is a West Side Story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I don't know. But I just thought it was um a really cool song for them to do it hmm. on. Okay, you'll have to send that to me once you find it. Yeah, I have to go search. There's a lot of things I got to go Google and YouTube <laughs> after this. So, what are your favorite songs? Ah, uh, America! It's such a brilliant song, and it's interesting that two of my favorite songs are satirical. They are funny, high energy, but also have a deep meaning. In the song America, it speaks to the issues of immigration and assimilation in the U.S. by Puerto Ricans. And I really loved seeing Anita and Bernardo's points of view, which is, you know, basically the same thing that you had said about a boy like that and have a love. It's seeing those different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I love that where you have two different views and they're, um, Anita, you know, wants to thrive in America and uh, Bernardo's telling her of all everything that they're running into being Puerto Rican in America. So, but it's done with such humor and the words and it's just infectious and you're singing along with it. And it's, it's funny, but also you're getting the meaning behind everything. And it's so true what they're facing. Totally. But I love the song America. Just you want to clap and move and it's so uh, celebratory. And I love that they incorporated the community in this version. And even the kids, when I saw Mm. the kids dancing, I thought that was so cool. And I was so excited when I saw them. And then Rita Moreno thought that Steven Spielberg was so smart for taking it to the streets because she said the rooftop scene is so iconic. So Mm -hmm. it's like, don't redo that. That's Mm -hmm. not going to work. And so it was, it was very brilliant to do it this way. At the moment it was happening. I'm like, what are you doing? You're supposed (laughs) to go to the rooftop. But as it went on, I'm like, no, this is how it should be. This is exactly how it should be. My favorite line in that song is, I know a boat you can get on. Yes! Oh, my God, Brittany. Brittany. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny that you say that because in my household, that are, that's the lines that we repeat. That's the lines that we sing. <laughs> and... It's funny that it resonates with you too. And that's what you remember because those, and I, I'm talking about years and years and years. This is right. That line has stuck out to me. I'm going to start I, saying that. I know. I know. It's oh. so good. I I just love that song. It's, it's hilarious. so darn good. It is good. And I found it, Um, you know, like what you're saying with their perspectives. It's interesting that in the remake that, Anita changes her perspective by the end, right? Like she kind of goes to, she sees what Bernardo is saying and she finally like 
It's sad. Yes, but it's, it's sad. Because she did have so much hope and she wanted to thrive and she really felt like, no, we can make it work. Like, let's practice English. Let's, you know, like she keeps saying that. Like, yeah. she is really set on making a life there and being successful there. Um, but in the end, like when she tells them, you know, after they're about to rape her and she gets away um, and she says, like, I'm not American. I am Puerto Rican, but she says it in Spanish. She says it to them. So I don't know if they even know what she says, but I felt like it was such a pivotal moment and such an important moment because that really shows you the evolution of Anita because she, you're right. She's this firecracker. She's so like full of life and so happy and so excited. And then she's devastated by the end, which is devastating for us because we want, for me, I'm rooting for her. I want her to be happy in America. But I just, but I felt like that was a really strong, powerful moment in the in the remake. I got chills. It's so true. <laughs> you got chills. <laughs> yes, they're not multiplying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> multiplying. <laughs> Actually, they are. No, you gave me chills by saying it because it's so true. It's so true of her transformation of how she felt throughout the film and how that was such a pivotal moment for her and how she feels now. Oh God, it's heartbreaking. So my other, one of my other favorite songs is Officer Crumpke. It always makes me laugh. I think the song is like genius. It's social commentary on delinquency. You see this hoodlum Mm -hmm. who is passed through the system all within a song I just, oh, I just love it, love it, love it, love it. And I love the original version and I love the new version. And it's just so, it's so good. I, 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 of course, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've seen it, but how they just bring this person and they bring him to the judge and then they bring him to a therapist and, and it just, He's got, they're passing him along. They're passing him along. They're not taking care of him. They're not figuring out what the issue is or how to handle it. They just keep passing him along. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just so good. I just love it so much. It's so great. In the original one with Russ Tamblin, he, he just shines as riff. He's so acrobatic. He's engaging. He portrays this role with such humor. And the choreography is so good. And yeah, I just love this song. It's I just liked one that of my scene, favorites. like in the police station. Yes, like I liked that it was in there this time. It was, and it was hilarious him coming back to a totally like messed up. Like there's papers <gasps> everywhere. Yes, you're right. I was cracking up. I was like, this is so relatable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And then, of course, Maria. I love that song. I will tell you, that was the song that was in my head after watching the movie. It just Mm. kept playing over and over again. Um, Ansel, as Tony, made this memorable for me. I thought he did a really, really good job. I mean, he's carrying the song. It's all on his own. It's a big song. As he's walking through the streets, he just met this girl. And he's like, (laughs) ah, just wanting to say her name. And it's just, you know. When you're first in love, I want to scream it out to the world. And that's what he's doing in this song. So I just love that. And of course, we've talked about it numerous times already, but somewhere just brings tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. I love that song. 
even from the first note, it's just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So Brittany, tell me what your favorite moments are in this film. Well, I know this is depressing, but Tony's smile when he realizes Maria is indeed alive. She's not dead. Like, um, hear that she, you know, killed her. He's, that's not true. He sees her alive and well in front of him. Um, I just think it's one of the most precious moments. He was absolutely wrecked. Not a moment, only a moment earlier. <laughs> he was asking to be killed a moment earlier. Mm-hmm. He was completely gutted. And when he sees her running towards him, his entire demeanor, everything changes. He, it's like all the darkness he was feeling was immediately lifted. He felt light. He felt happy. And just because he knew that she was okay. And I just, I know that's depressing, but I love that that shows how much he really loved her and cared for her. And that's all he wanted was for her to be okay. And he even died smiling at her just because he was relieved to see her and to know that she was okay. I just think that that's real love. Like even when you're hurting, you just want to know that your loved ones are okay. Like you just want to like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter like your money, your job, you just really want to make sure that the people you love and are close to you are are okay. That's all you want is for them to be happy and healthy. And I feel like he, that smile on his face when he dies because she's singing to him. I was like, ah, no. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Just me. I just feel like it showed such selflessness for him. Like even though he knew it was over for him, he was happy because he got to see her. Like what? (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was crying during this part too. Yes. Her reaction is what made me cry. Right. The way she was so heartbroken. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, does she say in this film, I know in the original, she goes, don't you touch him, which is like one of my favorite lines. Mm -hmm. Does she she says that? that in the remake? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking she almost had to. I probably, I think I would have noticed if she didn't, but that always makes me cry further. I, it's just so moving. And I agree that whole scene is one of my favorite moments. It's always so tragic. Also, one of my favorite parts is Mm. when they all come together. I think that's a huge turning point, right? And I felt it. I think I felt it more in the original film when they are carrying Tony and the Mm. people from both sides rush up. And I remember them lifting his arm and they kind of look at each other like, oh, we're doing this together. We're coming Mm. together. Mm -hmm. But they did still do that they still did come together, which is pivotal. That's what you should have wish we you could have done <laughs> earlier. Yes. But uh, again, there wouldn't have been this movie. Um, so it's just uh, yeah. So I agree with you. That is, um, you know, one of the best moments of the film. And and to think it took the death of three young men and Chino going to jail to finally realize that we are all just people trying to live, love and provide. So let's like, let's work together, not against one another. Right. Yeah. I think that was, um, 
It was, and I don't remember if she says this in the remake or not, but I loved in the original. I mean, I know in the remake she says, I have hate, so I can kill now. But oh, in the yes, original, yeah. she says, like, you killed him. Like, you guys all killed them. Like, it wasn't just Chino, it was everyone who yeah. created this. So I just, I really yeah. appreciated that Maria, like, she says that. She's like, this is yeah. not just on Chino. You all had a part in this, which is so true and so powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. I really liked the Tonight song on the mm-hmm. balcony. I really felt that. I felt their intensity of wanting to be together He wanted to be near her, but he couldn't get close enough because of the balcony kind Mm -hmm. of being that barrier between them. And she's on her knees looking down at him and he's underneath looking up at her. And he says something to the effect that he wants to get closer. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wanted them to hug or be together so bad. And I love that it made me feel that way. Yeah. Also, how they were able to capture that through this film was incredible because you had to get her at the right angle Mm -hmm. to see her eyes and her face and his too, as he's looking up, you know, you can see his eyes looking up at her. Yeah. I mean, that can't be easy to do with, with that balcony. And Mm -hmm. so I thought, wow, you had to have those cameras just right. And I wonder how long it took to film that. Right. Mm -hmm. And how many times they had to sing it over and over again. And, uh, they they just took so much care in doing all of this. And I really appreciate that. I really um, admire that about them. And I really hope that this film wins many awards and that mm-hmm. many people go and see this because it's yes. so darn good. Mm-hmm. I also enjoyed the date that Maria and Tony went on that wasn't in the original film. It was nice to see something new. Plus we learn more about them and their thoughts and their background. Uh, And they talk about the rivalry and how that will impact them, but they still have hope as they sing one hand, one heart. And then they essentially go through the motions of getting married. (laughs) And I'm such a zap, but I love that. I love that. It's like, oh man, it's just... It was special, it. for sure. I mean, yeah, even though I'm like, what? You met yesterday. But at the same time, I'm like, yes, get married. <laughs> Have babies. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, goodness. So, Brittany, do you have any other closing thoughts? Just that I can't wait till they can – have this available other than the theaters. Like I'd love to watch it again. I'd love to stream it at home. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm just so impressed with the movie and I really hope everyone goes and sees it. It's such a nice, I mean, it's an iconic story. It's going to last the test of time. uh, And I just, I hope everyone goes to see it because it's a beautiful film and I'm listening to the soundtrack on Spotify. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah. I'm going to, too. <laughs> These so many things I got to do. <laughs> yes. Uh, how about I'm you? I'm going to do that. So I love the diversity in this 2021 film. And mm-hmm. I love that women are front and center in this film. And that was through Tony Kushner, his writing. And... Steven Spielberg, who directed the film, wanted to capture this 
love story between Maria and Tony and bring the chaos over uh, territory and this racial divide. He wanted to bring both sides together so that they can have a life. He wanted to showcase all of that. And he was saying that this story should be told every 20 to 30 years because it speaks to each generation and that it's timeless Mm -hmm. and that we should be reminded of this story as often as possible. And I thought that that was so true. And I thought that that was so right. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I hope that somebody will remake it and we'll see it again because there is a new generation watching this. Someone who doesn't go back and watch movies from 30 years ago. Right. You can see this movie mm-hmm. and and so on. So hopefully in the next 20, 30 years, somebody will bring that story. Just like Romeo and Juliet, right? Right. How, how that movie or that theme, that story is living on through different stories. So Absolutely. I think it will. I think it will. So love, love, love this movie. Everybody, (laughs) please go watch it. Watch (laughs) both versions, please. I want to thank you, Brittany, for your time, for your insights, for your thoughts, for hanging out with me (laughs) this holiday week for us. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for inviting me. I always have so much fun and, you know, I'll never turn down watching a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) So as we close out this year, I just want to thank everybody out there for listening. It means a lot, whether you're listening for the first time or you tune in regularly, we appreciate you. So that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe on Apple podcast or wherever you listen and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. Please also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. We need your feedback. This helps other listeners find us. We'll be back with The Walking Dead when it returns in February 2022. In the meantime, you can always check our blog for TV and movie recommendations. You can find our website listed in our show notes. Happy holidays. Stay safe out there and healthy. And we'll see you next time. Bye.